Okay, welcome back to the Baron of Beverage. Um, for us, it seems like we never left. It's only been, what, a little over 24 hours? Uh, I, well, I was going to say it's been about 48 hours. Oh yeah, that's right, it has been about 48 hours. Monday must have really sucked for you. <laughs> Monday was great. Um, but uh, here we are, uh, working our way up to uh, number three. Um, number three on the list is none other than Maker's Mark. Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. That's right. Or Whiskey, because there's no E. They take this Scottish, one of the few bourbons that takes the E out from the United States. And I, that is true, and I believe they attribute it to their family's heritage being Scotch and Irish. Mm. But that's... Skyrish. Skyrish, there you go. Um, so, uh, this, is, uh, this has got quite a nice story to it, doesn't it? It, it does. Maker's Mark is a, a uh, well, it's a long family tradition of, of, of distilling that goes back. What they actually have now found out is almost eight generations. The, mm-hmm. the father was wrong. The son did some more. Bill, sorry, Bill Samuels Jr. did some more research and found a further lineage of family uh, going back to Scotland as distillers. Um, the company as we know it was founded in 1954 as a quote unquote retirement project. My kind of retirement that, project. Exactly. And, uh, it, honestly, they are considered to be the first craft distiller. Um, hmm. Post-prohibition... Because this is technically a small batch, right? It, even though that's not a governed term. It's not a governed term, but it, it, it is even now a small batch. All batches are, uh, what did I find, less than a thousand... They're all a thousand gallons. Each run is a thousand gallons, Roughly, right. give, or, give or take. Um, and even now... That'd after, be a small batch at home for me. Sure. Yeah. Well, but, but you know, by I, comparison I know. to Jim I'm, Beam I'm, or something like that. I'm joking. I'm um, joking. I mean, you know, even now they're still only, uh, they, they only crossed the million million cases mark in 2011. So that's still pretty small by uh, larger standards. Uh, and they were bought by Beam and Tory. But anyway, it is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, as you said. So it's aged in oak for a minimum of two years. They do four to seven. Well, I was going to say, because Kentucky straight bourbon has two big things. One is, like you just said, Minimum two years. Yep. The other is no colors no can colors, be added. No colors, no flavoring. And no blending of other whiskey type. Right. Now that's now that's what I think is why it's important that they put the Kentucky Street bourbon on there. The age statement less so because as you and I discussed previously with bourbon, if it's less than four years old, Correct. they have to put yes, an age yes. statement on. And since there's no age statement on Maker's Mark, and, we know it has to be at least more than four. Correct. And Maker's has never put an age statement on. Um, right. But in their published materials, they basically ballpark it four to seven because they do barrel rotation. Every barrel gets three years in the top of a warehouse. They have, a, they have kind of a tall warehouse now, don't they? Like they um, All their original warehouses were four stories. They yep. now have seven stories. Right. Um, but there's a mix of both. So all barrels get at least three years at the top, and then the rest depends on how they mature. Because if anybody knows uh, physics out there, uh, uh, when it comes to air temperature in an enclosed space, the warm air rises to the top. Yes. Um, so those barrels get more heat. They do. And, and that um, their warehouses are not climate controlled, so they have the full season effect, and as you said, the heat rises. So up there on those top floors, it gets real hot in Kentucky. But even in climate-controlled situations, it's hotter at the top of the market. Yes. You're, you know, like, I have a wine cellar at home. <laughs> it's hotter at the top than it is at the bottom. Now, granted, it's only about three or four, four, three to five degrees difference, but it's technically hotter. True, but it's being non-climate-controlled, it also gets the cold. In the winter, Kentucky right. winter, so it pushes the spirit right back out of that wood. But it, it's a dynamic temperature shift that they 
that they some you know, lucky go for. wood and it's <laughs> some lucky wood yeah um so uh the other thing that's really uh prominent about uh maker's mark uh versus the other bourbons that we are bourbon that we've already tasted in this and that many people may not know out there is that uh maker's mark is a wheated bourbon Yes, it is. Their uh, their mash bill, they make no secret of it, is 70% corn, 16% what they call red winter wheat, and 14% malted barley. Um, zero rye. Zero rye. The the wheat is, uh, you know, it, 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 basically Maker's Mark's theory on their flavor profile from the minute of crushing grain, they use a roller instead of a hammer mill, which mm-hmm. is unique to them. Well, they're not the only one, but they're one of a handful. Um, is to make a smooth flavor experience. They want a balanced, smooth flavor experience. And uh, that wheat certainly, I think, pulls it off, in my opinion. Well, I mean, basically, the definition, roughly, of a wheated bourbon, I'm using that H in there, wheated. Gotta so that wheated bourbon is that, of course, we've many times discussed it, and all of you, I'm sure, know, 51% corn to be a bourbon. Correct. Um, but what the wheated means is that the second main grain in the whiskey is wheat. 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 So it'd be corn, then wheat, and then whatever else. Uh, and barley is often in uh, in uh, bourbons uh, primarily to help the uh, fermentation process along. Yeah. Not necessarily to add a certain flavor element because... Um, malt, uh, malted barley tends to get overpowered by these other grains Correct. in general when, once it's in the mash bill. Um, so don't confuse, though, this with a wheated whiskey, a wheated bourbon with a wheat whiskey. Correct. A wheat whiskey is 51% or more wheat. Wheat, yes. Just like bourbon is 51% or more corn. corn. Actually, you know, if it didn't have some special name, we'd just call it corn whiskey, <laughs> like wheat whiskey and rye whiskey. And you can buy corn whiskey. You can. Yeah. Um, Another unique thing to makers, I'm sorry, I didn't know if you're going to... No, no, go right ahead. Um, They do two things I found very interesting that I learned uh, that I didn't know when I first discovered makers. First off, they they don't boil or pressure cook their corn. Um, They do that because they feel that it then just releases the starch versus the starch and proteins, Mm -hmm. which they feel adds a bitter flavor to it. Um, I don't know... The chemistry behind that, if that's true or not, in this day and age, if there's many chemistry, chemists are involved, I'm sure that it's true. I'll take their word on it. Another thing that they do is, like Macallan, they distill at a lower temperature, and they produce one of the lowest proof bourbons uh, off the still and into the barrel, because they water it down. It's not really watered down, but they lower it to um, 110 proof going into the barrel, and it comes off distilled at 130 which I, I found interesting. But again, it's because they didn't want that alcohol uh, strength to eat at the wood. So they, again, they, their whole design philosophy is for a balanced flavor. Smooth. And smooth. So why don't you pour some, Mr. Heavy Hand, while I make one, go back to one point clarification from earlier. I want to make sure and all of our listeners know that all bourbons may be corn whiskeys, but all corn whiskeys are not bourbon. No, no, they're not. Because bourbon has so many other legal terms. Just wanted to clarify that. Um, and um, and so one of the other things before I go is Maker's Mark's uh, uh, trademark uh, patented red wax seal has been in from its inception. Yeah, from its inception. And they have won 
uh, several court cases mm -hmm. uh, supporting that that is their trademark. They've even won against companies that didn't use red wax. Um, that's how protected it is. Although you see a lot of companies doing it. Uh, I'm guessing that the ones that are doing it now are probably related somehow or just not big enough to bother their market share. Well, no, I was going to say that it's not just the red that I think it's the whole dripping thing uh, because you know, with Knob Creek, different, it's black, but there's no drippage. It's no just drippage, kind of like a black, clean. clean line yeah. thing. It's also the same company now. Uh, Beam you know. Centauri. Uh, but but you, <laughs> you you catch my drift. Uh, yeah. I think I, there are plenty of that uh, that have some sort of wax. Season. Yeah. Um, but they just may not have the drippage factor, which they go and do a bunch of uh, things. Like you, basically, I know if you go to some of these parties, they'll let you dip almost anything that won't actually melt in the wax. They will in it, you including know. your own bottle. You can buy a bottle fresh off the press and dip it yourself. I have a friend who did it, uh, opera singing friend John Marcus Bindle. In fact, is one of those guys. Very nice. Um, what are you getting on the nose of this? Well. You get right away, honestly, you get the, a real strong vanilla and caramel, at yep. least I do. Um, you know, you get those wood tannin uh, aroma you're going to expect, sugars and things like that. Not, I mean, it is it, it is a, a little bit of an alcohol on the nose. Um, yeah. It, it, it mean, meaning it's not covered up by the other aromatics. And it is, uh, should be 90 proof. It is 90, yeah, 90 proof, proof, yes. Yeah. As uh, Chris is double-checking the bottle, he wants to make sure I didn't somehow sneak out of my cellar one of those bastardized versions. I think it was 2013. Uh, they yeah, came for out like with two some... months. They, yeah, there was a quite an out. They lowered. They announced that they're going to lower their their proof for their basic makers to basically industry standard, which is around 80, 84. No, it went down from ninety to eighty six. All right, it's eighty six. Yeah, and there was such an outcry of makers fans. That literally within two months they they scrapped it because they were really afraid of the revolt and what that would do to damage the brand. Right. Within that short period of time, though, they released a version of that with purple and black wax for the Super Bowl winning Ravens. Yes. Of which I have some. Do you? Yes. I, I don't. Someday I'm going to sell that on eBay. If you can sell alcohol on eBay, I don't know if you can. Probably not. Anyway, we digress. So back to the aromas. You're taking the taste. I get the caramel. I get the vanilla. I also get a little bit of grassiness on the nose. Um, but you're tasting, so go ahead and give your tasting notes. Well, I was going to agree with your, your grass once you mentioned it. Uh, tasting is, a, like I said, it's a very smooth flavor. Um, it goes for the whole mouth. You, it touches all over your tongue. It's it's a... Uh, you can chew it, but this is not this does not require a big old hefty air in kind of chew. This is not bite in any way, shape, or form. Um, I'm getting oranges. I'm getting uh, maybe, mandarin oranges. Yeah, uh, like I said, sweet sweet flavors. There's um, you know uh, normal good old fashioned American vanillas in that really smooth caramel, uh, which is nice that it carried over from the aroma. Um, I'd say it's soft. Yeah, no, there's nothing that is biting, uh, and. You know, I, I I don't I don't like to do this and spew the company's marketing line, but damn it, it's a smooth, balanced profile. Yeah, no, it's um, it's got a lot, a lot of great things going on. Um, the big ones uh, are the vanilla, the caramel, that little hint of citrus. It's more in the finish. It's not really on the mid palate, um, and I'm pontificating more without Chris's input because he forgot to get the big rocks which he's off getting right now 
So, but the other thing is, what's interesting is there's clearly none of that uber spiciness one gets from rye. There's a little gentle heat at the finish, which some people might come across as spice. Um, but I feel like if there is a little spice there, it's very light and it has to be coming from the wood. It's, it's really mainly those uh, vanilla caramel smoothness. Yeah, and, and, and like you said, there is a little bit of heat, especially on the finish, but it's a smooth finish. It's not, uh, there's no bite to this at mm -hmm. all. Um, you know, now maybe that's just because I've, you know, I've been drinking whiskey for a while now, but I, I don't even think a, a first time would find bite in that unless it literally was their oh, no. very first. I think if, the, if, yeah, if this is your first spirit, um, yes. 90 proof, it's gonna, it's gonna knock somebody back. Shall, shall I ice us? Please. Uh, gently. These giant cubies here. Yes. We don't want to bruise anybody. Well, we also don't want to, you know, Crap. splash. No splashage. No splashage. So we'll let that uh, chill for a minute. And um, so I'm going to ask you real quick, did you ever taste the 86 Maker's Mark? I did not. Um, oh, I had read about it. Um, I knew it was coming. I had a, a handle at the time of, of uh, you know, the Maker's. Full test. Uh, and I just figured... I either, uh, you know, I'd get it when I needed it, and I'd find out if it was better or worse. Um, supposedly, the stories were that their employees and all of their tasters who do their, their blending um, could, it didn't, they, they felt it did not affect flavor. Yeah. But, um, and, you know, 4% may or may not, the average palate, but um, clearly there was enough of an outrage though that they just weren't willing to risk it for very long. Well, I think, you know, and I'm... I'm not sure everybody, clearly everybody who was a Maker's Mark fan didn't run out and try it and compare the two because no. you didn't. Um, I think there are some people who just get outraged at change. Regardless. Yeah, well, yes, that, that is um, true. And uh, maybe they, who knows, maybe it was just a, a marketing gimmick for all we know. Well, they said it would have extended their um, production for that year sure. by 6%. They, sure. they could have stretched their stock 6% sure. more. Sure. Which, you know. Well, given all the issues that have been going on with the growth in the bourbon industry uh it's it's quite reasonable to think that they were trying to stretch things well i mean and and you know not to talk in minutia about sales maker's mark is one of the only whiskey distilleries since inception that has had double digit growth of sales quantity i mean every year it's been there now, some years it's high double digits, some years it's low double digits, but they have had double digits, at least 10% no growth. No triple digits? No, no triple digits. But at least 10% growth every year they've been producing, which, that's got to say something for what they're doing. It is. And that's just their maker's mark. Uh, the, those figures weren't including the new 46 or the cask edition. All right. I'm smelling just, just kind of straight vanilla now. Yeah, it's a very dominant vanilla. Uh, maybe a hint of wood, but it's mostly vanilla. And as we found always, the ice seems to mute the noses on these. Almost always. Okay. So for me, what that does, like we've experienced every other time, it has muted the flavor, and it has transformed the flavor. Um... It's more of a dessert creamy now, hmm. which has happened on a Creaminess couple of Creaminess is much more presence now. Yeah. Um, you know, it's more like a vanilla chocolate chip cookie now. I don't mean there's no chocolate in the flavor, but I'm trying to describe that texture. Yeah. No, it's it, the... Uh, I'm thinking when you say chocolate chip cookie, I'm thinking it's that 
brown sugar butter kind of flavor that's coming the other thing is whereas the neat was more all tongue enveloping like you talked about Mm -hmm. i find this has its flavors more concentrated in the center front to back of my tongue as opposed to so much on the sides yeah strangely enough uh to me this would be an inverse reaction uh, normally, I would experience this on a, a neat uh, whiskey. It's getting my teeth. Yeah. Uh, normally, like even with the Macallan one, I felt those flavors very first around there. Uh, with the Makers, I didn't feel that with the neat version, but with the ice, I'm, I am. It's starting to get those tannins yeah. in your mouth. Yep. I would totally agree. Um, we skipped the color, but uh, both both times it's in. It's quite quite deep dark. We should have mentioned that because. Yeah. Uh, there is no color added. There's no it's, color added. Yeah. It's a it's a brown amber when neat. It's kind of a golden uh, amber when when on ice. I, well, yeah, on, I was gonna say when neat, it's got a lot of red in the amber, mm-hmm. um, which uh, you know not to only because it was 48 hours ago to contrast it to the Macallan, which yeah. was more brown amber. This mm-hmm. has got a nice red to it, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that comes from the red wheat. Probably not, since it comes off still white. The red wheat. It's the uh, the red wheat. It's from the uh, beautiful oaky barrels, that beautiful American oakiness. Yeah, no, this is. Uh, I can see why this is uh, a real winner for a lot of people. Oh yeah. Uh, because of the wheated nature of it, it comes across as we've talked about smooth, a little sweeter. Uh, a lot of people don't like spicy things, so this none of that for uh, for people who like this, and I clear very clearly can can understand why people enjoy Maker's Mark and why it's number three. Also, it's I remember reading about how one of the reasons they were going to mess around with the with the proof was not just to extend it for general, like people buying it in the liquor store, but it was also because it's you start with a lot of bars and there are, it was priced at this price point that was like high enough that some like lower end bars could like put it on a high like call yeah. and some high end bars it wasn't so expensive that they could have it as like a rail. Correct. Yeah. So they were trying to meet those demands and keep it at that price point kind of thing. Yeah. It, it, it is, um, you know, a premium bourbon. It's not the super premium, but uh, it's a respected brand. It's a respected flavor. Um, I've, I've ordered this more than my fair share of times. It is one of my favorite bourbons. Um, I'm glad they didn't mess with it. Uh, technically speaking, I am a brand ambassador um, for Maker's Mark. I did register for that online. They did send me materials. It was 10 years ago, so I don't really remember everything I read at the time. So I did do some more research uh, to plan right. in for this. It's not a paid position. So right. No, not, you're you know, not like a brand uh, ambassador yeah, going out, no, no. holding tastings, making cocktails. No. It, it, it's it's yeah. more of their, they call their fan club, if you will, gotcha. brand ambassadors. Right. I did get business cards, though. All right. That's pretty cool. That's that pretty cool. Now, of course, that was just after the switch, so that's probably part of their marketing to try and make sure their fans stick with them. Um, but regardless, we've uh, we've spoken quite a bit about this, uh, and uh, I don't. I think we just repeat ourselves if we went a lot longer. I yeah. do want to point out something real quick, though. A lot of people uh, spend or, or hear about people. A lot of people don't spend the thousands of dollars, but a lot of people know that thousands of dollars are spent. On Pappy Van Winkle. Yes. That is also a wheated bourbon. It is a wheated bourbon. And that original distillery 
helped influence the recipe for Maker's Mark. Yes, uh, Julius Van Winkle was good friends with Bill Samuels Sr. or Senior Sr. I can't remember which, but yeah, they were good friends and there was a lot of input uh, A lot of recipe the sharing while they were yeah, figuring it out. Yeah. And in fact, Bill Samuels Jr., Jim Beam was his godfather. So, I mean, there is... There's inbreeding. It's funny that the company is now, you know, one company, but there, you know, it's Kentucky. There, there is a lineage of brewing, uh, not brewing, distilling, where these, uh, you know, yeah. people at different distilleries got along and helped each other. So out. I guess my point is, if you like Maker's Mark, which is a wheated, uh, whisk a bourbon, then you might uh, also like those pappies. Maybe not the super expensive ones. If maybe look for a twelve year or something, or try, buy buy a. Uh, by a poor at a, at a, by a poor at a bar, bar might be more bar, all most people can afford right so uh but we'll be uh we'll be heading to number two uh probably after uh a little while we won't be back this soon because i have some travels coming up but Correct. uh what what do we have in store for number two chris well number two is a much larger uh brand much larger uh in sales as we were talking about Maker's Mark, uh, you know, Maker's Mark right now is selling between 1.4 million cases and 1.6. I haven't been able to find Ooh. good recent numbers, uh, million cases in a year. Well, our number two on the list is Jameson, produced by Irish Distillers Limited. And Jameson in 2016 sold 6.2 million cases uh, of product, of Irish, beautiful Irish blended whiskey. So that is our next stop on our whiskey adventure. It's wonderful. For now, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.